talk of peace and safety in Israel, an unusual agreement among ancient enemies that will lead to resumption of animal sacrifices, and well-laid plans for a new third temple. Folks, these are no longer whispers among a few Orthodox rabbis, but full-throated declarations by many that the Jewish people are going to once again ascend Temple Mount, bring along a red heifer, and get animal sacrifices underway. Hi, everyone. I'm Bill Nordstrom, and welcome to the program today. Certainly, Scripture's clear these prophetic events have always been in God's plan for the covenant nation, and it seems they may become reality sooner rather than later. That a man destined to be revealed as the Antichrist will offer a recognition of Israel's holy covenant, leading to an unparalleled peace and safety in the land. Now, you might be saying, where's that in the Bible? Well, Daniel 9.27, then he, this this soon-to-be Antichrist, he's going to confirm a covenant with many for one week, seven years, but in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to the sacrifice and offering, and on the wing of abomination shall be one who makes desolate. And then Daniel 11.23, and after the league or the compact or alliance is made with him, he shall act deceitfully. For he shall come up and be strong with a small people. He'll enter peaceably into the richest places of the province, and he shall do what his fathers have never done, nor his forefathers. He'll disperse among them, that's the Jews, the plunder, spoil, and riches, and he shall devise his plans against the strongholds, but only for a time. And then we have the Apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3. For when they say, when Israel says, peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. What we know is this false peace and safety will be short-lived, and as the Antichrist enters the new temple, an abominable event takes place, igniting the Great Tribulation for the next three and a half years. As I mentioned in our previous episode, the abomination of desolation is mentioned four times in the book of Daniel. Four times, and in each occurrence, it's accompanied by the Antichrist's banishment of the animal sacrifices on the so recently recovered Temple Mount. The two events are nearly simultaneous. So my question of all questions is, where is the church in the midst of these age-ending events? Does the Bible have anything to say about the presence of an assembly of believers? A church with a divine assignment to shout from the rooftops that the greatest satanic deception in history is now underway. A scheme that will throw the world into global chaos in a great tribulation. Listen, will the church have the ears of Jews once again fleeing major metropolitan centers all over the world? Will marginalized Christians and unbelievers everywhere hear the cry, This is what was spoken by the prophets. I'll tell you what it will mean. A recent confirmation of Israel's holy covenant will be a sign that sacrifices on Temple Mount will soon follow, that believers will be able to disclose with divine accuracy the political strategies, military movements, and wars that will take place between the peace of Daniel 11.23 and the abomination of Daniel 11.31, that the man in the middle of it all, 
will soon receive a deadly wound, miraculously rise from the dead, and enter the newly constructed third temple, claiming himself to be God. That's what it'll mean. That this major paradigm shift will awaken the church from its slumber. That a church with eyes wide open will begin to consider and understand the massive prophetic events that are soon to follow that the blast from one of those latter seven trumpets will awaken, correct, and unify the focus and the mission of the body of Christ for the short time ahead, that the people who know their God will awaken, become strong, function in the greatest anointing since the early church, operating in signs and wonders. Yes, that's what it will mean. You see, the church in our day must be framed in a global prayer and worship movement, a lovesick bride that will demonstrate through apocalyptic evangelism the catastrophic events that will come in the final three and a half years of this age. The Bible says men will run to and fro on the earth, searching for answers to these earth-shaking and world-shattering phenomenon. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ in the midst of the chaos will have divine insight and apocalyptic discernment ministering to millions as God ushers them into his kingdom. Listen, the church needs a tribulation. It doesn't need an early exit, leaving behind only spiritually unequipped and unprepared tribulation saints to direct traffic on the earth in the greatest crisis ever. The great tribulation will lead the present discombobulated, fractured, often often compromising church into a spirit of holiness and, and resolve, a bride that's made herself ready for the return of the bridegroom. My brothers and sisters, are you preparing yourselves, your families and friends for these glorious events? If you're not, you better get started. As the prophet Joel says, it'll be a great day, but it's also going to be a very terrible day. Ultimately, It'll be God's day, the day of the Lord. Are you speaking plainly, moving forward with a holy resolve? Going through the gates of authority, preparing the way for the people, building a highway of holiness, taking out all those stones of offense and accusation, lifting a banner before the nations, and saying to the daughter of Zion, Surely your salvation is coming. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. They, Israel, shall be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, a city not forsaken. Let's pray. Father, I ask you to awaken your church. Remove from us our slumber to, to hear the cry from the heavens, the voice of your holy ones saying, Now salvation now salvation and strength, Father, and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. Father, you clear the heavens of the forces of darkness to bring your church, your glorious church, into its greatest and final assignment of this age, a voice to the Jew and the nations. Bless your holy name. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. Maranatha, beloved. I'm Bill Nordstrom. <laughs>